Welcome to episode 44 of KT Confidential. We haven't been together for a while. I know. I missed you. Yeah. I missed you. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Thank you. Well, while you were away, uh, we had some podcasts without you while I was away and sick. Uh, you did a few without me. So back together again. Back together. 44. I like the number too. 44. It's and you know number. what? Mid-September, this is a great time for us to be together because it really is the start of the fall selling season. for. It, it's the busy season for real estate because people now... Well, August was our busiest August ever. ever. Yep. And September's turning out to be very busy too. Very, very busy start. And despite, typically I find... September, the last week of August, the first week or two of September are usually quiet as people get back into their back-to-school routines and settle into all that stuff. And then towards the second half of September, it gets busy. But that's not been the case. It's been busy nonstop. So I'm going to ask you, why do you think that is? But before you answer that, usually the mid to end of September gets busy because the kids are back into school, but also because people want to move into their new home before the end of the year, um, certainly before Christmas, Hanukkah, any, you know, celebratory things yep. uh, and and uh, holidays and even Thanksgiving. Um, but typically, the second, third week of September is the start of that kind of fall season. And historically now, over the last few years, fall and even into winter have been as busy or at times busier than the quote-unquote spring market. So when people ask, oh, when's the best time to sell? Um, Which we get that all the time. Get people that question all that. the time. Or people that automatically assume the best time to sell is in the spring. Yeah. Um, it's not. Fall season can be just as good as a seller. Well, and statistics, like if you look at the facts, like a house sold in Jan in March of this year versus the same house sold in November, they've it's probably gone up in price by November. Like over throughout the course of the year, the prices are typically escalating, continuing yeah. to yeah, oh yeah, escalate. for sure. But there are jolts throughout the year, of course, right? And then you know what we see now, and it it is a pretty balanced market. You got good supply out on the market. There is good demand still. Mortgage rates are low. We've got some new incentives, uh, especially for first-time home buyers, which we're going to talk a bit about today. Um, very, very balanced market. The market is spreading around the GTA, pushing its boundaries a little bit. Um, it's it's a great time to be investing um, in the province of Ontario in real estate. One of the best investments out there right now. That was enthusiastic. And so to answer your question, which you haven't actually asked yet, but you said you were going to ask. I did yeah. ask it. I just said we're going to defer. Oh, all right. Then I'll wait. No, go ahead. Well, I, <laughs> I'd i like to think. So I would like to think. I mean, there's so many things that influence the market um, directly and indirectly, economy-wise, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I would like to think that the reason we have been so busy is because uh, true professionals dictate. Didn't he talk about this last podcast? No, I said professional. I said the word professional, but oh, it doesn't mean I'm talking about the same thing. I can oh. use the same word in the conversation. Today, it's defined as a true professional. A true professional, their success isn't determined by the market, whereas an amateur, you will see more right. ups and downs. So uh, we have been uh, 
very diligent at uh, the whole team at you know, following up, prospecting, networking. Uh, we've been working with a lot of investors, which we've uh, focused a lot more on this year, uh, especially with the podcast, which says people must be watching our clips on Instagram, SoundCloud, whatever. Um, so I think it has is heavily in part due to our own activities. I'm just making a note here. I'm going to add another topic to our podcast. And again, that's going to focus on why it's a good time to be a landlord. But I'm going to just go back to what you said about um, amateur versus professional or whatever. I, I agree, but I don't necessarily agree because it's very difficult as a realtor in your first few years to maintain that stability. It is really, really difficult. You will have months where you might sell three, four, ten homes, and then you'll have maybe a month or two where you don't sell anything. Yeah, uh, We've seen that even with our own staff, with our own realtors that can go through those peaks and valleys when they're just starting out. Um, for us, you know, now having been in the business a long time and, and um, have that consistency, we, well, you and I specifically get a lot of repeat and a ton of referral business, which helps keep that consistency. And then the marketing and just the brand of the team and people knowing who we are uh, helps keep our salespeople a little bit more consistent. But if you are an individual realtor or working, you know, maybe with one other person and you're just starting out in the first few years, it is very difficult to maintain that. It is, but uh, there's still a difference between if you get somebody that comes into the industry um, who's just a fucking it, hard worker, hustler, yes. they if have it, the if sales it's, experience. If it's their career and they're a hustler, Yeah, versus somebody that says, oh, maybe I'll try being a real estate agent. Yep. You know, there's going to be a noticeable difference. There's way difference. too many of those people that are just going to, quote unquote, try it. Yes. Um, and some, some of those become successful. It depends what you define as successful, but... Most people that are making a six-figure income would say, okay, well, I'm successful um, as an entrepreneur, as a realtor, whatever. How far into a six-figure income is a different story. But um, fifth, what's the current stat now? 57,000 or 58,000 registered it's real estate number. agents. There's thousands currently taking the education courses to become a realtor. Um, I did a deal just uh, just before I left um, on holidays with, uh, it was for one of our uh, leases. And we had a couple of offers on the property. And this guy calls me up and he says, uh, oh, I'm actually interested in the property uh, for myself. I said, super. And you're a realtor. He says, yeah, but um, I have my license Okay. He says, uh, so I'll send you an offer. Can you send me the MLS listing? What? I said, uh, well, I'm on the road right now. Uh, maybe I'll try and send it to you later, but it's on, it's on all of the real estate boards. So just pop on there. You'll see it. Uh, he says, okay, can you send me the schedules? I said, well, the schedules are also attached in the, in the board listing. So it's all there for you messages me back a few minutes later. I'm having trouble logging into TREB, into the Toronto Real Estate Board. Do you mind sending me the listing? So 
basically I figured out that he doesn't have access or full access to any board. How is that possible? <clears throat> Wait, it gets better. So I called him in the afternoon. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm still a little congested. Um, I called him later in the afternoon and um, I said, so we're going to be reviewing these offers at uh, five, six o'clock. Can you call me back? Didn't hear from him. Four o'clock, I call him again. I said, I haven't received your offer. Can you call me back? I need to know if you're, you are bringing us an offer. He calls me back at quarter after five. He says, oh, I'm really sorry that I didn't get back to you. I was at work. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, needless to say, there is a difference when you're yeah. uh, professional, not professional, whatever, but the consistency I don't remember is. where we were going with that, but I well, do. We were talking about it being busy uh, August, September. You, you can know, create like, your own success, your own busyness. You, buddy, that's in every business, 100%. in everything you do. The hustle, the work ethic. People can come into any sales job, whether you're selling real estate, you're selling cars, you're selling insurance, you're selling whatever. Shoes, watches, I don't care. If you put the time, hustle, especially with technology now. You can get your brand out there at a very, very low cost. Well, I remember when I was in the car business and I, I was just kind of putting along. You know, I wasn't really into it. And then I, you know, I, I realized, okay, well, I'm here eight, nine hours, 10 hours a day, whatever. I can either sit down, stop socializing and make something of myself, or I can just continue to putt along. And I think I doubled my income that year. Like, it's just a mindset and work ethic. And some people have it, some people don't. Some people don't care this about it. This is what I talk about with our realtors. It's routine. Yeah. It's systematic. You have to have it in your calendar. You have to be dedicated. You can't have any time throughout the day where you are not in some way, shape, or form assisting your business as an entrepreneur to produce income. Well, and some of this not producing really, activities. Someone that's not really disciplined will be very easily sidetracked. Oh, so for sure. you need to keep your calendar full. If you're a chatty Kathy and you like to sit around drinking coffee and talking that water cooler talk, uh, that's half an hour in your day where you should have made 150 bucks in that time frame or whatever. You have to monetize your time. Time is precious. You don't know how long you're gonna live on this planet. The time that you're at quote unquote work. Make it worth your time. Make it worth your time. Uh, all right. You want to talk about, uh, what do you want to talk about first? We've got a f one, two, three, four, five, six, seven topics. What are my options? We today pick, are going to talk about. Pick one at about, random. Pick one at random. Well, let's just go through the agenda so people know what we're, we're going to talk about today, even though seven we're 10 minutes in. Seven might be excessive, but okay. The Apple release. New iPhone. New, new iPhone, uh, new watch. Did they release anything new for the... Max? iPad. I think iPad, I, iPad is, is a, just processor, I think. I think the, it was more so like four months ago, but they're building an all new Mac. Really? Good thing I just bought one, huh? Uh, we're going to have a little tech chat. Um, specifically, I wanted to talk about things that as realtors, this will be a realtor tip, maybe if you're getting new into the business or whatever things you should have. Uh, five tips for pre-preparing your home if you are planning or thinking about selling, so things you can do in advance, well in advance in preparation. 
I want to talk about the rent, uh, rental market. We talked about that hot, this week. Hot, 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 hot rental market. Why is it so crazy? Uh, my top three areas to invest in right now. Going to give that to you today. Uh, why to be a landlord? Well, the rental market's hot, so we're going to talk about that. And then the uh, first time home buyer incentive, which just came into play officially at the, the beginning of s- September. Second or whatever. Second of September. Yep. Which one you want to go for first? Let's start from the top. Start iPhone. from the top. iPhone. So your iPhone. I've been is, holding on to mine. This is a seven plus, hundred and twenty-eight gigs. So how long? Plus. How old would that be now? Three That's, years. Uh, the one seven, eight, ten. No, seven, ten. I don't know. There was an eight. Seven, eight, ten. Seven, eight, ten. Eleven. So four years. Eleven. No, I think this is year three. I've had it. Three years. Because I had a two-year contract. I can't believe you've had your phone. It's for still in great shape. Years. Well, this one was actually a brand new one I got a year ago because it was under warranty or something. I can't remember. Great shape, but now your camera's outdated. Your yeah, but the new ones are two thousand dollars for a five hundred gig you get, hard drive. If you get the Pro Max, which I the, would get, why? Because it's probably the same size as this. It's a six and a half inch screen. That one is how big? Well, the screen is probably five, but the phone physically is probably six and a half. Do you have a ruler? No. You're going to measure it? Yes. Cam, okay, just Google how big is the screen on a seven plus. No, I want to know how big the phone is. Can you get the measurements for the phone? Let's do it. <laughs> hey, Siri, how big is my phone? That's what he calls it. She, she doesn't know. Um... Cam will tell us, but I would, anyways, I would imagine them, uh, any, anybody I knew when they first came out with the plus size, you still have a button. Yes, I do. When they first came out with the plus size phones, anyone I know that bought the smaller version was disappointed and changed it. For but the this plus. is the, like the X, which I have is bigger than the smaller version at that time. And this, the, the screen is full. Yeah. Your screen's bigger than mine. Yeah. Yours is 5.5 inches, right? The screen? Yeah. 6.5. So this is probably 6.5 inches, the whole phone, edge to edge. Right. Roughly. So it'll be the same size, just all screen. Right. How big is yours on that? So it's quite a bit bigger. It's a, it's a big screen. The whole screen doesn't do much, though. Like, I have my time and stuff up there, but, like, you don't really you, yeah, you don't. Uh, to me, I won't get the Max. Although I don't know how you never have a case on your phone. I I never. I don't care. I, but you've broken it before. I've never broken my screen. Yeah, but I toss this thing around like a rag doll, and like it's scratched up a little bit now. But I don't like because I keep it in my pocket, right, all the time. So do I. And I don't like that extra girth. Okay. Good to know. Is it because I used the word girth? It, it is. It made me giggle. Right. So anyway, so the biggest thing with the new phone, I think, in my opinion, and I mean, there's it restricts. It restricts when you take it in and out of your your pocket. It restricts like like this gets stuck. Doesn't it ever get stuck? No. Or it's hard to. No. At least upgrade your. It's falling apart. Look at this. It's, you sell real estate. You. You are a high-producing realtor. I'm a cheap motherfucker. I don't want to spend money. <laughs> I mean, we're selling $100 million in real estate, and you're going around with this fucking case on your phone? Yes, it was a birthday present, and it's a leather one. It 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 gains character as it ages. Yeah, so does my ass. Okay, so are you going to upgrade to the new phone? 
Uh, well, I'm frugal, and I saw that it costs nineteen hundred dollars, so I'm not sure. But the Pro Five Twelve is eighteen. That's what I mean. Eighteen. I rounded 18 it up. Eighteen change. Well, the max is two grand. Oh, I wasn't even looking at the right one. Yeah. So the Pro is smaller. You can get the eleven, the eleven Pro, eleven Pro Max. Oh, I want the Pro Max. The, so the Max is the bigger. Oops. Bigger size, so five twelve is nineteen ninety nine plus tax. That's the buy it rate. Yes. Hmm. I wonder how much it is if you sign up for like a two year plan or whatever. It's usually like six to eight hundred bucks less, but then you're paying. It works out to be the same. Yeah, I prefer the no contract, uh, just on the phone. Well, can, then you can write off the whole thing right away. If you're self employed, and right, yeah. right. But the biggest thing is cameras. With that <clears throat> camera. On that, the camera on that phone, real estate agents have no excuse for taking shitty photos because it's got well, a wider lens than I think our best lens, or it's about the same, uh, exactly the same. So, And that lens was a $3,000 lens on its own. Right. Or more. I don't remember, but I don't know. I think it was, I think it was something that was expensive. Yeah. Um, but the camera is impressive. The only thing I don't like that I saw about the Max is it's not... It's water resistant, not waterproof. Whereas the smaller one, I think, is waterproof. Now they say they're all water resistant. The 11 versus the 11 Pro has more resistance, I believe. Okay. And it's probably due to the camera configuration or something at that point, because the 11 doesn't have the same cameras as the Pro. Right. But to your point, <clears throat> anybody selling anything, or if you're a, a, an online entrepreneur, if you're a social entrepreneur, you're selling Norwex products, or you're selling, you have a retail clothing shop, you're selling real estate, whatever it is, that phone is a game changer. Or if you're a, 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 a if you have a Shopify store, you're selling on eBay. There's one guy that follows us here in town that does a lot of what I do, going to thrift shops and finding shit and then reselling them on Chris on eBay. Yeah. yeah. Is he a buddy of yours or something? Or? Um, from the car business. I sold him cars. Yeah. Uh, I was actually watching his YouTube channel. I like what he does. And uh, I do a lot of the same thing. You know, you find cool things to resell. Yeah. That phone, all of a sudden, amplifies your business. All you need is a white background take an awesome photo, um, but things for landscape photography even. But as a realtor, to be able to have that ability, to have that kind of power in your pocket and to stand at the corner of a room and to Cam's point, take a super wide at a 13 mil uh, angle in HDR. But at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything because nice cameras exist now and people, still people are still taking shitty photos. So, but anyways, it's just one one more reason why it's, it shouldn't be well, even the accepted. video now, 4K video at, at 60, 60 frames, frames per, second. per second. And you can um, edit the video uh, more than you could before in yeah, the phone. Yeah, because before you could Resize, only clip it out, now tilt. you can do, yeah. Yeah. So. So I think that's a game changer, um, especially for Apple. I typically do upgrade my phones um, when a new one comes out that it has something very relevant for how we use it. It's a lot of money, though. Yeah. It's a lot of money, but it's an investment. It's also an expense. If you use us. it, yeah, but it, it, it's an investment. 
because you are using it for income producing activities. Like think about if you didn't have your phone. I this this well these two things make you all your money. Make me all my money. Yep. So why would you still be running with a 3-year-old version of what makes Maybe you Maybe I'll most, surprise you and buy myself one. It makes you the most money out of everything that you own. That's true. So as a percentage of cost, it's actually a very wise investment, even though it's a depreciating asset. And you can still sell that. A few hundred bucks. For a few hundred bucks. I can sell this. So I think I paid thirteen fifty, maybe more for that. I don't remember. And I can still sell it for 800 bucks. So, and that's, that's almost good. two years old now. It looks a little scratched up. It is. It is. It's probably because you don't have a cover. Correct. Cover may have made you an extra hundred bucks, and the cover would have cost me eighty-five. <laughs> True. So, anyways, I'm excited. I always look forward to the release every September. But nothing else is really changing. I don't think. Did you just walk out on me. Yeah, I need some water. Can you get me some? Sure. What's this? You've got a pulp press Hulk here. Why aren't you drinking that? It's uh. Cold-pressed organic juice, apple, cucumber, pineapple, lemon, and kale. Do you juice? No, I don't juice. This is fun. For those of you listening, I apologize for the interruption. We're good. We should go to commercial now. All right, thank you. He's back. Well, we should have paid sponsorships. That's right. <clears throat> anyway, right, so uh, my, wait, hang on. Pulp and Press. Yeah. Let's give them a little shout out because they do. Uh, can I say shout out? Shout out. You didn't say that. Shout out. Pulp and Press. Um, cold pressed, organic. So I did buy a cold pressed juicer. It's very cumbersome though, and you got to prepare all of your fruits and vegetables. And so on the weekends or something, when I have a little extra time in the morning, maybe I'll do it. Not many mornings where I have that extra time though. So. You know, I, I've been uh, not feeling so great over the last week and a half. Went through. Uh, last time of, you had one of those on here, you spilt it. So maybe you should stop playing with it. Well, the, yeah, this one is is fine. Um, the, eight or nine bucks a bottle. That's hard to swallow. Four hundred and seventy three mil, but it's organic. It's great stuff. Makes me feel good. Get my vitamins because in the morning I don't usually have. I wonder if it's breakfast. A, so this is my breakfast. I wonder if the placebo effect would come into play here. I'm gonna bring you in water with green food coloring tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I mean, not tomorrow. Sometime next month. I'm gonna package it nicely. I'm gonna build up this story that is this amazing energetic, healthy, revitalizing juice. Oh, come on, man. Look at this. 70, so half of the bottle has 70, 77% of your vitamin C intake required for the day. 14% vitamin Your A. body probably can't even absorb that much that quickly. Well, then you'll pee out whatever your body doesn't need. But that's what I'm saying. It's maybe excessive. I don't know. Well, I'm maybe. just throwing out suggestions anyway, it's good i like it i'm a big fan of cold pressed juices especially if they're organic so what's next on your list well we want to talk tech tech and real estate sure 
Well, we're big advocates of tech. We use well, lots yeah, of stuff. You should, Actually, be, you should be talking about that with a well, four-year-old iPhone. Personally, but from a business standpoint, we have lots of stuff from our Arlo video you cameras. Like a homeless or Sonos. Man you know what we thing. need to get is... Uh, so. When we're, I bet some homeless people have better phones than me. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so we, uh, when we're selling vacant homes, they often don't have Wi-Fi. So we can't use our, our low video cameras and our Sono speakers. Um, but Arlo. So for those of you listening, every one of our properties, you list it with us. Arlo camera goes out in the front so you can. Keep an eye on your home, so we can keep an eye on your home. You know, <clears throat> and then the uh, Sono speakers. Well, the, the benefit to that is two things: you know who's coming and going, <coughs> you can hear their conversation, which is sometimes helpful. And uh, traditionally, if you have an appointment booked from, let's say, one to two, you leave just before one, you come home just after two. Maybe you go take the dog for a walk or whatever. But now you can see them arrive at one, and maybe they leave at one fifteen. You can go home. You save yourself forty five minutes. Um. It's a great feature. People love it. And then the Sonos speakers inside the house just play some nice... Oh, it makes it such a nice atmosphere, very memorable. But where I was going with the uh, the camera, so Arlo does have a cellular version. So we should pick up some of those. Um, and Sonos is, has just released, you can pre-order their new speaker, which is called the... I can't remember. Maybe you can look it up. Um, but it's uh, battery-powered or plug-in yes. and Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Yes, so, and it's indoor-outdoor. And indoor-outdoor. So we could put a couple of those in a vacant home and hook them up to a little iPod or something, whatever. I don't know what device would work with Bluetooth that we could leave there, but... Well, maybe your ancient phone. We could leave my phone there, yeah. Maybe the company wants to buy it from me for $1,000. Yes, sure. Um, anyway, so that's a good solution. I think we should add that to our vacant home package, especially if people think, want them. Okay, now let's properly forget. Staged. Stop talking about yourself all the time. Let's give some people some tips there. So I'm if you're talking a realtor, about, I, well, it fe- if you're it feeds a realtor, it. okay. If you're a realtor starting out, you or have you been in the business for the first? You're in the business five years or less. Let's be realistic now. Keep it cheap. What tools, aside from a good phone and a laptop, because those are must-haves, a laptop maybe not necessarily a must-have, because you could have a iPad with Realist- a wireless keyboard, but realistically you should have a, a, a good laptop. You can almost get away with just using a phone. It's very cumbersome. That's why I said you could, almost. You could. 100% you could just operate with your phone. Yeah. It is, you know, a, a paperless world now. Yeah. Signatures are are legal through electronic science. What other so. tools do they need, though? Yep. What? Well, so this goes back to our conversation last time I had uh, with, I think it was Chris and Steve were on, and we were talking about how Brokerages train their real estate agents how to earn business, but not how to represent those clients. Yeah, yeah. watch that other podcast. What so are the tools? That's what I'm getting into. You're so damn bossy. Listen, the point of that, the reason I said that is because... You miss us being together? Nobody teaches broke real estate agents. That's what we're doing right now. To, so okay, this is, what are the tools? This, so this is not so much for the real estate agent in terms of things they can use 
directly, but things they can use for their clients. So why not? Why aren't they going out and getting, having more services, like having the speakers and the cameras? Okay, forget about that. Cheap. Think what people realistically are going to do. I'm talking like down to the screwdriver stuff and like the basics. How is a screwdriver tech? tech? I'm just, I'm, I'm saying let's keep it simple, but technology related. So as an example, I think every real estate agent should have a, a good measuring tool. How is that tech? You're confusing me. So now we're just saying tools. Oh, well, a laser, a laser measure is not technology. A good laser sort measure. Or measuring tape. Well, what do we carry around with us? We have moisture meters, laser measures. Receptacle testers. Receptacle testers. Those are the top three. And a little flashlight. Okay. So are there any other techie tools that you think? Well, they have some really cool, um, I haven't tried them out, but I see ads for them all the time on Instagram. Really cool measuring tools where you like hold this thing on the wall and you can walk with it wherever you want. Or you can run it around your wrist and it'll tell you what the circumference of your wrist is. Or, you know, so you can get really neat measuring tools that could be used in many applications. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants to, I don't know. Measure for blinds or measure for furniture or whatever. Renovations. Renovations. Yep. So those are cool. They're portable and very handy. I assume they probably work with your phone. Are there any apps that you think a realtor must have? I don't understand why every single listing doesn't have a floor plan because you can sign up for apps like Magic Plan. That's one that we used to use before we hired a company to do them all for us. But Magic Plan is one you can use on your phone, your iPad, whatever, your tablet, and you can create an accurate 2D floor plan. Of I think you can even do 3D now because you can measure you the can. Yep. wall height, the yep. ceiling height. Um, you can create those on the fly. And once you do it a few times, it's a breeze. It blows my mind how in today's day and age with this technology, and most realtors are going to have a phone capable of downloading that app and have a decent camera, your seller is paying you thousands of dollars to market their property. It takes, okay, on average, you've done, you've used Magic Plan a lot. How long would it take for a 2,000 square foot detached home after you've done it three or four times? Let's say you've practiced three or four times on your own home. Uh, Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. 90 minutes of your time, you're making thousands of dollars on that seller. You can't. Okay, fine. You don't want to spend the three, four, five hundred dollars that it costs to get a floor plan technician in there. Fine. Ninety minutes of your time. You're telling me you don't have ninety minutes of your time to spend in the damn house you're listing for sale. It blows my mind. Well, what blows my mind even more is how it's room how, sizes. No, how is it acceptable? How well, do it's people... acceptable because that's the way it's been. No, because these people, people haven't been educated. We, we need to spread the word. Okay, so education goes a little bit... And I am I mean educating the sellers. The public. Yes. The public. Don't accept anything less than perfection. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Then you get people that 
you're always going to have people that want to pay less and you're always going to have people that will charge less. There's sure. always somebody willing to do it for less. Right. Here's the problem. You're selling your number one asset. Why on earth are you hiring the person that will do it for less? Because somebody that's doing it for less doesn't have the, first of all, they're not going to take the time. They don't have the money to invest in the property. And then they don't have the money to market the property. <clears throat> Here's your number one asset. And now. And they're probably not taking home <clears throat> less than oh, they're, they're anybody taking, else. They're they ta- might be taking home more. The person that charges half as much as we do is probably taking home more than we do. Right. I don't think people understand Because that. of the money that we invest in each and every one of our properties. On average, we spend over $5,000 per listing. Easy. On a detached home, easily on, yeah. well, I mean, some of the smaller homes may be a little bit less, some of the bigger homes maybe a bit more, but it averages out over $5,000 on a detached home before the for sale sign is even in the lawn. Yeah. So take 90 minutes for fuck's sakes, take 90 minutes, download the Magic Plan app, learn how to take your own floor plan. You just it turn will, your flashlight it, on. It, it's it will blinding. help. It will help my buyers. When 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 I'm working with a buyer, it'll well, help, and I, it will I, help our buyers identify if this home is suitable or not. Yes. So first of all, you're saving your sellers time and aggravation. Well, I'll give you an example. Recently, I have a client who's really picky. Talk about qualifying a, a, really, a buyer. Ahead really of time. picky about the type of house they buy. The photos led us to believe that the house was not suitable, and they were they were against going to see it. But they had. The listing agent had attached a floor plan, downloaded the floor plan. I looked at it, and it was a, a perf, perfect layout. So I sent it to them, and then they became interested in seeing it's, it's it. It's really hard. Even if you have the um, – people are visual. People like to see floor plans. Why do you think home new home builders are using floor plans Well, and people are conditioned that they, the, they understand that now. Yeah, it's a blueprint. Yeah. People like looking at the blueprint. So don't waste your seller's time. Don't waste the buyer's time. Don't don't try and hide the facts. That's like when when the house backs on to uh, an apartment building, and you don't know, the, not show it. Like right, yeah. All of a sudden, you you put twenty photos of the house on on the Toronto real estate board, and none of them conveniently show that your backyard is backing onto an apartment building. What, did you think the fucking building's going to disappear when we arrive? Well, like we're just going to show the, up and go, oh, that's okay. There's an apartment building and in the mentally, back. That's, that's perfectly The way acceptable. that affects people is they come in and they're let down. Instead of showing them everything, and then maybe they come in, they're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it might be. Yeah. And then it's a completely different experience. That's right. Setting the right expectations. That's a conversation for another day, too. That is. For many reasons. All right, tech chat. Uh, One more thing with tech. Magic plan, any other apps? Yes. Is that one more thing? Yeah. Not long ago, I was doing a deal with this realtor, and it was late at night, and she went, and we were working a deal back and forth, finally got it accepted. She went to her client's house, and it must have been like midnight. Um, and she got it signed, and then she calls me. And she's like, "Okay, I have to go to my office now to scan it." Is that your old lady voice? That was my old lady voice. Yeah. Oh, I have to go back and You're scan very it. Discriminatory. I'm like you. Yeah. I'm like, hang on. You you what? You have to go back to your office. Her office is like 45 minutes away. You have to drive to your office to scan the paperwork. 
So she can fax it to you. So she can fax it to me. <laughs> um, TurboScan is what I use. I yep. don't even know. I think it costs a dollar ninety nine. I don't know, but TurboScan is the best scanning app that I've found. Yeah. How is everybody not using that? Well, and DocuSign or or any other electronic signing uh, authorities that yeah. or apps that you are authorized by the Ontario Real Estate Association yeah. to. Well, you know, that's another that's funny because I had a realtor, uh, pretty successful realtor, old guy, though, really old guy. And uh, we were talking, I'm, I'm, I don't know how the conversation came up. We were Stop working, discriminating against the old people. Okay, the there, are, there are great older gonna people be, in the business that, that they're nice. are very tech savvy. Steve's waving his hands in the back. You see, he... <laughs> he Steve, he, to, to your credit, Steve, when I say old, I'm referring to people much older than you. You know what? He's actually pretty old. He just doesn't look as old as he That's is. That's true. But this guy, and he is a, a senior, uh, accredited senior real estate salesperson. He's got his certificate. It doesn't so. mean he is senior. It means he works with seniors. And and he's a grandfather now. Yes. So, but he is quite tech savvy. So there but are. Speaking of, I just want to. Quickly touch on that because you're discriminating. I'm not discriminating. discriminating. Against old people while you're doing that. Oh, I have to go back to my office and now you're talking about this really old guy. Yeah. So hold on. And a you second. know nothing when I'm riding my there motorcycle. Are a lot of old it's people, always the old people that cut me off. There are a lot, or do something stupid. <laughs> there are a lot of old people that aren't in the business that are quite tech savvy, and there are a lot of young people in the business that are not tech savvy either and still doing things wrong. Doesn't matter your age. Get with the fucking program, will you? But this guy, he was, with regards to DocuSign, he was like, oh, yeah, I don't use DocuSign. It's not, he's like, it's a it's a, uh, a fad. Like, it's not going to last. It's not, it shouldn't be allowed. It's not going to last, so I refuse to use it. Like, are you fucking stupid? Do you not see the direction everything's going? Well, set, set in the ways. I'm, I'm very old school in some ways myself, so How? I... Well, I can't think of any specific. Because you're not. You're just trying to support this old fart that I'm discriminating <laughs> against. Do you think that now, so I would say 90% of our transactions or contracts, I should say, are, are you making sure? I was just the, turning the KT the logo KT to look logo. at the camera. You know what? It was funny. Our 90% last of time, our The last guy we had on here, Gavin? What was his? Sorry, Zach. Zach was, he kept looking at the camera. I, didn't, I was going to mention it to him, and I just totally forgot, but he was like talking like this, and he was like, at the camera, back to me, at the camera, back to me. And it was, when I watched it back, it was really messed with my head. Well, maybe we should condition, not everybody's used to sitting down and, and doing a podcast where there's all these cameras on, right? Yeah, that's true. So you did a poor job of setting the guy up for... But it you was set him amusing. up for failure. No, he um, did a good job. Yeah. Um, do you think now, like 90% of our deals are done electronically? Yes. Do you think, to this realtor's point, is it potentially taking away the the human touch? Do no. You, no. People don't want it. Yeah. 
I, you see, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, that. sure, technically, yes, as taking away the human touch. As you know, people used to. People want convenience. Yes, people want. People, people want, want to, to be able to sit at home, have a glass of wine in their pajamas, and and sign an offer. Well, it's, they not even, wanna... it's not even sitting at home. You could be on vacation. You could be yes. at the cottage. You could be at work. Yes. You could be at your children's recital. You could be at a I soccer game. Or I think whatever. it's actually uh, better too because it tracks where you are when you sign, time what and time date you sign, date everything. Like yeah. it's it's more secure. Yeah. It's more secure. It's more convenient. Yeah. It just makes sense. So must-haves for realtors, get a good uh, authenticated electronic signature platform for yourself. DocuSign is what we use. We use the DocuSign Pro. Everybody on here has got it. And um, it's it's not cheap. It's pretty no, expensive it's every year. It's worth it. Although you if you're a, a member of, of Treb, AuthentiSign is now included mm-hmm. in your Treb membership. Yeah. I haven't either. No interest. Um Magic Plan. Magic Plan, DocuSign. DocuSign and TurboScan. TurboScan. Three Three apps. Get yourself a good phone. Get yourself a good laptop. I thought I had a good laptop until until you got your new one. I'm very impressed. I mean, well, so new. Cam just told me that that they're totally redesigning the the MacBooks, but... um, The desktop. Oh, the iMacs. Okay. So, uh, RBC Rewards, uh, I'm a Avion points collector, and you can redeem those points for products on their website. And I, and I was on Apple's website, and I almost ordered the laptop, and then I said, ah, how many points would I need from RBC Rewards to redeem that? I went on there, and they had kind of a back-to-school promo, 15% off the laptop. Which is big for them. For Apple, you don't see that, Right. So you had to redeem a minimal amount or a minimum amount of RBC rewards. So I did the minimum uh, because the financial. Uh, you get better return on certain things like yes. travel versus yes, products yes, yes, or yes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. I used the minimum and then I paid the balance in cash. Very impressed. Very impressed. It's um, and you claim which we're going to test later by doing a key log calculation test. You claim that you have increased, that the your productivity has increased because you can type faster on this keyboard Correct. than I can on my keyboard. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Yeah, like the keyboard spacing. Like. So the amount so, of time it takes you to push the keys down as compared to me pushing my keys down it has... All right, so we're going to go onto a website that you can test your words per minute. Yeah. We'll have something pre-written where you type it out on your laptop. I type it out on my laptop. So we get the pre-words per minute. Yeah. And then we'll do the post-words per we'll minute switch. on mine. And we'll see the difference. Okay. Works. That's good. So the keystroke, it, it takes much less effort. Uh, and the density and the, the actual thickness of the key itself is Smaller. It's not so, going to be the most accurate test because it's very flawed in the sense that there's really no consistency. Like you might just, your muscle reflexes may be working better with one right. than the other, but yes. we'll use it as a general guideline. Yeah. Uh, the taskbar. I like that. Uh, that's a, a, a big plus. So, I mean, this is nothing new. This laptop now has been around for But isn't a, it funny? You while. can buy a $3,000 laptop. Yeah, it's or like 3500 bucks. 3500 bucks. Or I saw one uh, on... For back to school, it was like one ninety nine. So I bought Natalie an HP 
laptop a couple of years ago. I think it was one of her Christmas presents or something. And she's like, I can't use this thing. What do you mean you can't use it? Like, what are you using it for? Like, you know, browse the internet. Like, she doesn't use it for income or business yeah, or video whatever. editing, photos. Like, it's Nothing. just basic stuff. Basic stuff. So anyways, uh, the boys, our boys have taken to be, I think they're going to be very tech savvy themselves. They They love phones and laptops and all that. And anytime, because they, you know, growing up seeing dad at the breakfast bar doing work on the laptop. So they want to work on the laptop. So I said, fine, let me get that old HP. And it took, I don't know, 20 minutes for it just to boot up. And then to do any kind of task on it is just, it just lags. And well, Alicia um, had one. It was an HP as well. And after one or two years, oh, the battery man. didn't work. And, and the, you know, you had to keep it plugged in the whole no, time. No, no, no. If you're going to get a Mac or if you're going to get a laptop, get a MacBook. You don't have virus problems. You don't have, and, and you know, you, it's an investment. I actually did one. Especially if you use it for, well, that's because of I had porn a, sites that you visit uh, or. We'll never. Admit to that. Okay, let's move on. Five tips. No, I'm for just saying. No, but I don't say my virus selling. is so bad that my internet company. I don't know who it was. They canceled my. They cut off my internet connection because they detected such a bad virus. Good story. Five tips for pre-prep when selling. So I put this on the agenda today because we have sellers that I've worked with over the last few weeks that could have and should have listened to advice. I have clients that did listen to advice. We just signed their listing for May of 2021. That, signed listing agreement good May income. 2021. So we have done the list. We have done the staging consultation. So mm-hmm. now they have two years, almost. Let's be realistic. So if you're selling your home, painting this fall, spring, next summer, whatever, mm-hmm. in the next. Anywhere between now and the next 18 months. 1-800-CALLS coming in, Steve. Oh, Jen got it. Um, oh, Cam just text me. He says, hurry the fuck up. Your podcast is taking too long. I told you seven tops- topics is too much. Um, is that what you said? I did say in the beginning. I said that's excessive. You did say that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll end on this one. The uh, No way, man. You just have to talk less. We have uh, painting. I think if you're hiring a professional painter, you should book that in advance because they book sometimes a month in advance, depending on who it is. And doing a color consultation, things like that can take a little bit longer time. Okay, paint, good one. But I want to talk about even the simpler things like clearing out your closets. Clean them. You're moving anyways. The top shelf of your closet should be nicely organized, packed in bins and... You know, if you know that you have stuff that you're going to donate, sell, get rid of, everybody's closets is full of crap that you don't want anymore, purge. And one of the biggest things, people don't realize how important it is. Take a Swiffer. But having a a clear floor in the closet makes a huge difference. And top shelf. And top shelf. Floor, top shelf, just a few things When you have shit there, it it gives a perception that you have no storage. Correct. And even if that's not the case. If it's disorganized, it's full of crap and you got dirt on the... Top That's going to be really hard floor. to caption, both of us talking over each other. Not everything has to be captioned. But uh, yes, closets are a big one. And you're moving anyways, and the seasons are changing. Pack away your one. seasonal clothes. Prepare to paint. Consultation, colors, 
prepare the walls. Sell Two. furniture. Things you're not bringing with your new home. Clear that might- your closets. Clear the floor, the top shelf. Three. What Sell stuff. Sell shit. Sell stuff around the house. We have a condo Purge. coming up for Purge. sale Purge. in square one. Purge. The guy had this big hutch that needed to move, so he sold it on Kijiji. Sell furniture that's not going to be used in staging. Get rid of stuff that you're not taking with you. Sell things. Throw things out. Purge. 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 Number four. Clean. Please, for the love of God, clean. Clean your baseboards, your windows, your window coverings, your uh, the fan... What would you call it? <laughs> ceiling fan. <laughs> ceiling fans. The fan no, but on the, the fan ceiling. In the, in the, the bathroom, the covers. Oh, the vent. The vents, the bathroom vents. Yeah, that's such easy. Just grab your vacuum and brush it. Yes. Uh, grout. Get some, get a toothbrush. Caulking. Gross, dark, moldy caulking. Recock. So maintenance things, clean. Replace your caulking. Clean up. There you go. There's five tips. Advanced. And if you have carpet, like we just rented a place that we had it cleaned and we uh, steam cleaned the carpets and it went a long way. Why is the rental market so crazy? Because there's not a lot of options. Supplies low? Yes. Y- yep. I don't know where to go with that, but yes, supplies low. <laughs> and it's in, in Milton and I mean, Milton is the crazy. GTA and whole, but. But not like we have, uh, like even Burlington is lower as compared to Milton. The Mil- Milton rental market is going crazy right now because the supply is very low. There's not much available to rent. Which is going to change, I say, in January because there's a lot of buildings going up and they're closing soon. So I know that Madame has a building at Louis St. Laurent and Ledger, or Leger, that uh, people are taking occupancy in mid-January. So you're going to have this big influx of inventory. Well, I wouldn't say big. There's only a hundred and... Change you well when there's only building. four on the market right now, that's big, okay. Right? Yeah, you so might have four more. Yeah, if you're looking to get an investment property, buy it now and find a tenant before the end of the year because it could change. I don't think it will. I'll challenge you on that. Okay, we'll do a podcast in the beginning you of the year. You lost the last challenge, remember? We'll do a podcast at the beginning of the year to see what the rental market is like. It's going to increase. Cost of homes have gone up. Milton is still desirable because it's convenient. It's a, you know, a growing community. It still has got that community feel, family, great for families, uh, but easy to commute. So, And to give people a general perception, if they're entertaining the idea of buying an investment property, we just rented a one-bedroom plus den condo for $2,000 a month, and we rented a nice townhouse, end-unit townhouse, uh, for $2,700 a month. Yeah. So... Great time to be a landlord... We won't, okay, we'll, we'll skip the first-time homebuyer stuff. So there was a first-time homebuyer incentive introduced beginning of the month. There's some great programs out there for first-time homebuyers. Specifically, you're going to cap yourself well, had at to do five the, to $560,000. You can go to uh, just Just quickly. Google it. Google it. First-time homebuyer incentive. There's lots of articles and websites. Maybe we'll do a blog on it. I don't know, but... Um, Great incentive from the government if you're a first-time home buyer, or I, you, if you you're literally divorced, just said we're going to stop talking about it. We are, but I'm just giving some insight. If you're divorced or that, going we'll, through a divorce, we'll just talk about that next time. Or uh, a common law breakup, um, your max property value will end up being a hundred uh, five hundred sixty thousand. Your 
income combined family income 120,000. Well, so that actually divorce, leads into the topic income. that I wanted to talk about which are my top 3 areas to invest in right now. Guelph, Milton and Woodstock. That'll tie also into that first time home buyer incentive. Anyways, so next uh next podcast that we do Will you have a new phone? No, because you can't pre pre order it on Friday. On Friday, which yep. means you're not getting it for three, four weeks. Does that mean he's ordering it? Oh, so you so it's it'll released? be here this month. You think so? Yep. I'll think about it. I don't know. This thing's just never let me down. It's hard to let go of. Thanks for listening to episode 44 of KT Confidential.